Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this morning I will be giving you a lot of scripture references, and I encourage you to take your time and read them prayerfully and meditatively, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Please make time and go through these scriptures, because the topic we want to handle from these readings Time will not permit us to exhaust them just in one single homily. Dear friends, in the first reading from 1 Corinthians 11, St. Paul said, from the verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 11, he said, For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks, take note of that, after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper, he's saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. You proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. Anyway, so take note. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. St. Paul received a particular teaching or doctrine from the Lord. For what I received from the Lord, for I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. So the teaching he is handing over to us, he said he received it from the Lord. And that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, the night he was betrayed, these are the words we use during the um, consecration at Mass, the priest. Took, the priest took bread, Jesus took bread, and after he had given thanks, given thanks to who? God. So after he prayed, so to speak, Talking to God is prayer, communication of God prayer. After he prayed, he broke it and said, this is my body, that is for you. Do you hear? Jesus took his time, he took bread, and after he prayed, he now broke it. He broke what? That is the bread. And now said, this is my body. It was bread after he gave, uh, it was bread before he gave thanks. But after he gave thanks, it turned into his body. Take your time and go through the scriptures. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, first he took bread. You heard that? He took bread. And after he, after he had given thanks, he broke it. He broke what? The bread. 
so to speak, and said, this is my body. That is for you. So before he broke it, before he gave thanks to God, before he communicated with God, he said he took bread. And after giving thanks, after prayer, that is after consecrated prayer, so to speak, he now broke it and said, this is my body. So the people were still seeing the physical bread, so to speak. But Jesus said, even though you are still seeing, in quotation marks, physical bread, it is no more bread. It is now my body. It has become my body. That is what the church teaches about the real presence, the blessed sacrament, about the fact that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Right after consecration, in every mass, Jesus' body becomes real. The, the bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ in every mass after consecration. Take note of that. And we are, so, we are told, he took the cup saying the same thing, and he said, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes again. Remember, he said, do this, not do this. Do this. And as often as you do this, I will take note in the other scriptures when I come. And as often as you do this, this, not these. So Jesus was being specific. Jesus is about to die and he wants us to proclaim his death on the cross. Proclaim the death of the Lord. As often as you do this, you are proclaiming my death. Why? Because it is in his death he brought to completion and perfection our salvation. So Calvary, the apex of our salvation, is repeated at every Mass. Every Mass is a reenactment of what happened in Calvary or at Calvary. So take note, Jesus did a lot of things on earth, but when he was about to die, he didn't want to be remembered by any of them. He should have said, do this in remembrance of me, if you wanted us to remember him with all the blue. But the Eucharist, the celebration of the Eucharist is so central and unique to him that he said, do this, just this, in remembrance of me. In other words, Jesus wants to be remembered, no argument about that. And he wants to be remembered by only doing this. He said we should do this in remembrance of him. And friends, Jesus, take note, the reason why we teach, the church teaches, the scriptures cannot be broken. The church teaches that Jesus, and in fact, let me say, the scriptures teaches, the scriptures teach that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Jesus is truly present in the blessed sacrament. As you have seen it here, he himself took bread, but after consecrated prayer, so to speak, he now referred to, in quotation marks, that bread now as his body. The same he did with the cup. Let's go and read Luke 22. That is actually what St. Paul was quoting. Luke 22, verse 14 to 21. I told you already, take your time and prayerfully reflect on these readings. Luke 22, from verse 14. 
when the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table with the apostles. At the table, the table here refers to altar. Let's say that, that was his altar. He said to them, I have wanted to so much to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will never eat until it is given its full meaning in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus took a cup, gave thanks to God and said, take this and share it among yourselves. I tell you, from now on, I will not drink this wine until the kingdom of God comes. Take note. Then he took a piece of bread, gave thanks to God, broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Did you hear that? This is my body. Let's go back. Verse 19. Then he took a piece of bread, gave thanks to God, then broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Did you hear that? He took a piece of bread and after giving thanks to God, he now broke it and now he referred to it not as bread, but his body. This is my body, which is given for you. And he said, do this in memory of me. There is nowhere in the scriptures where Jesus says that you should do anything to remember him. All Jesus did is important. All that he did, they are very, very important. No argument about that. But Jesus said, when it comes to remembering me, I want you to celebrate the Eucharist to remember me. Because that is the apex of why or the apex for why I came. That is the climax of the reason why I came. I came to save the world and I completed that on Calvary. So do this particular act in remembrance of me. It goes on. This is um, in the same way, verse 20, he gave them the cup after the supper, saying, this cup is God's new covenant sealed with my blood, which is poured out for you. Sealed with my blood, not with wine. But look, the one who betrays me, okay, let's leave that out. So it's clear. Jesus himself declared that this is my body, not this is like my body. You know, some say it represents. We say it is. It is, not it is like. He said, it is my body. This is my body. He didn't say, this is like my body. And friends, if we go to John chapter 6, John chapter 6 from verse 47 to 60, John 6, 47 to 60, listen, I am telling you the truth. Listen, you see, Jesus is the truth. So anytime Jesus says, amen, amen, or I am telling you the truth, we have to pay attention. It is a crucial and a very important teaching for him to say that because Jesus never lies. So for him to reiterate that he is telling us the truth, Jesus is telling us to pay particular attention. So verse 47 says, I am telling you the truth. He who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. But the bread that comes down from heaven is of such a kind that whoever eats it will not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. Friends, these verses are pregnant with so much 
but we cannot explain all of them today. These verses are pregnant and rich, friends. Anyway, he says, if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give him is my flesh, which I give so that the world may live. Take note of that. We need the, 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 the flesh of Christ, the blessed sacrament to live, the Eucharist to live. He says, the bread that I will give him is my flesh, which I give to that so that the world may live. If we want true life, we must eat the body and blood of Christ. So friends, those of you who have not blessed your marriages, friends, you are missing out in something. Those who are not receiving communion, please make time, make the effort, meet your pastors and discuss with them. They will guide you as to how to go about your situations. Yes, some of you I know are in some particular and special cases, situations. The Lord understands and he knows how he'll reach out to you. But friends, make an effort to see how you can regularize your marriage and receive the bread of life. This started, see, so because Jesus said at verse 32, verse, verse 52, this started an angry argument among them. Not just an argument, not just an argument, but an angry one. It was a fierce argument. They said an angry argument among them. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. If Jesus never meant his flesh, how come these people are referring to it as a flesh? So Jesus literally meant what he was saying. Now, Jesus said to them, I am telling you the truth, he repeats, he reiterates. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in yourselves. Friends, if Jesus didn't mean his body and blood, and he didn't mean it literally, if he didn't mean it literally, and this was bringing confusion, he would have clarified it. But he reiterated and said, I am telling you the truth. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in yourselves. Jesus never compromised. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him to life on the last day. For my flesh is the real food, my blood is the real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. The living Father sent me, and because of him, I live also. In the same way, whoever eats me will live because of me. Amen. This then is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the bread that your ancestors ate, but then later died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. This verse is pregnant. All the verses, in fact, are pregnant. Jesus said this as he taught in the synagogue in Capernaum. Friends, many of his followers heard this and said, this teaching is too hard. Who can listen to it? Some versions will say, who can accept it? Friends, it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes faith. It's a matter of faith. The Christian life, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, is a matter, is a work of faith, not of sight. Friends, it takes the Holy Spirit to inspire us to see elements in the appearance of physical bread and wine and declare by faith, because Jesus says so, that this is the body and blood of Christ. It takes eyes of faith. And it takes eyes of faith, great faith. Friends, 
without who can listen to it they were they couldn't accept it they couldn't without being told jesus knew that they were grumbling about this that's a verse 61 did you hear that without being told jesus knew that they were grumbling about this so he said to them does this make you want to give up does this want you to give up does this message want you to give up some actually went away it goes on um verse 66 because of this many of jesus's followers turned back and would not go with him anymore so he asked the 12 disciples and you would you also leave friends if jesus never meant what he was saying when these people were going back he would have said no 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 you don't understand he would have tried to clarify but all along you see john 6 47 to 60 jesus keeps repeating and reiterating this is my flesh i mean what i say i know what i am saying believe it or not take it or leave it he said it take it or leave it so to speak because he asked the disciples also do you also want to go Will you take my teaching also or you will ignore and go away because it is hard to believe? Then Peter responded, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Did you hear that? The words of Jesus are eternal life. It goes on. And now we believe and know that you are the Holy One who has come from God. Jesus replied, you know, it goes on and on. But I like what the verse 63 says. What gives life is God's spirit. Man's power is of no use at all. The words I have spoken to you bring God's life-giving spirit. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. What gives life is God's spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. Man's power is of no use. Friends, we cannot use our own intellect to understand the teachings of Christ. It takes the Holy Spirit. And that's why we must be docile and listen to the Holy Spirit. So the teaching on the real presence is clear. Jesus is truly present right after consecration, we are told. He took the bread and now said, this is my body. This is my blood. Take your time once again, I repeat, and go through this. And he said, do this in memory of me. Do this, not these, friends. There are so many things Jesus did, and I repeat myself, but the Eucharist stands out. Jesus says, do this one in memory of me. And as often as you do it, you proclaim the death of the Lord. As often as you do, you do it. Friends, this is the apex of our salvation. Salvation, And Jesus doesn't want us to joke with that. Jesus wants us to proclaim his death and resurrection like never before and so we must do it as often as possible he said that is one of the reasons why we have daily mass friends take note of that that is one of the reasons why we celebrate eucharist every day in the church every day so we must take note of this we must take note of this by the way there is only one day in which we don't celebrate the eucharist so to speak but even still on that day the word of god is read to us and communion is given what day is that I leave that to you for an assignment. Think about this one day that we don't celebrate the Eucharist, so to speak. But Jesus says we should do this as often as we can. And as often as we do that, we are proclaiming the death of the Lord. Proclaiming the death of the Lord, that is the center and the apex of our salvation. And that is what we all are called to do, to proclaim the death and resurrection of Jesus. 
to talk about Jesus, to evangelize, to talk about Jesus, to talk about his death and his resurrection, to proclaim his death. That is central to the Christian message. And that is why if you now go straight to the gospel of today, we are told the centurion, the centurion there had a slave who was ill, about to die, and he was vulnerable to him. Now, when he heard about Jesus, when the centurion heard about Jesus, this is crucial, how did he hear? It's clear. He heard, it suggests that some people or somebody spoke about Jesus to him or was speaking about Jesus and he heard. The truth of the matter is that, or what is written here is that the man heard about Jesus. Somebody might have been saying something about Jesus. The truth is that he heard. So when he heard, we are told he acted. You know, faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. So when this man heard about Jesus and understood who Jesus was or know or knew who Jesus was and what he could do, faith came up out of him. How do I know this? Towards the end, when he had the encounter with Jesus and he told Jesus, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. And this is part of the mass, the prayer we pray just before communion. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. These are the very words we quote during mass. Take note of that. So Jesus, when he says that, Jesus says, um, he goes on, do this. Um, he tells Jesus, for I too am a person subject to authority with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Take note of that. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Jesus remarked, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. The statement of this centurion amazed Jesus. His faith amazed Jesus. Think about that. He was so much, he had so much faith because of what he said and because of what he heard. So what he heard gave him so much faith. And so Jesus said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. How did such a faith come about? He heard about Jesus and believed and acted on that. And Jesus was amazed at that man's faith. Think about that. How many times have we, have we heard about Jesus? And what have we done about that? Has that affected our faith positively? The centurion heard about Jesus and it affected him positively. Friends, the, one of the reasons why we proclaim the word of God during every mass daily and at every celebration of the, of the sacraments is to generate and build our faith in Jesus Christ. Friends, our faith must amaze Jesus. We must have so much faith in him, so much sight that Jesus will be amazed. Friends, and with faith in Jesus Christ, all things are possible. And for that matter, we are told Jesus didn't even get to the house. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. In this, in this mass, I want to tell you, if we approach Jesus in the Eucharist with faith, and as we listen to his word with faith, friends, whatever is dying in our lives will come back to life. 
whatever is dying in our relationships, in our business, in our lives will come back to life. I repeat and I ask you a question. As we are told in the gospel, a centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die. The centurion slave was about to die. It was a hopeless situation. You know, it was about to die. It was clear he was about to die, a hopeless situation. So about to die. I want to ask you a question. What is it in your life that is about to die? Is there any hopeless situation in your life? What is it in your life that is about to die? Be like this centurion. Take it to Jesus. This centurion sent people to Jesus. And we are told the people went. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him. They didn't take it lightly. They approached Jesus. They strongly approached him and urged him, saying, he deserves to have you for him. You have to do this for him. They heard Jesus. They prayed and necessary. Sometimes some of us joke with prayer. These people strongly heard Jesus. They prayed seriously. They prayed earnestly. And there's one thing we must learn from this. This man, we are told, he was a good man. He built a synagogue for the, the, people, the people. He loved God so much that he built a synagogue for them. What have we done for God in our individual capacities? In our own little ways, what have we done for God, so to speak? But I come back again and say, we are told the slave was ill and about to die. And the man didn't sit there to lament and to complain and to beg, whatever. He cried out to Jesus. If there is anything, any situation you are going through that is lifeless or that is about giving up, that is about dying, take it to Jesus. Jesus will return. Jesus will give back life to it. Jesus will give life back to whatever it is. Jesus will resurrect it. Jesus will turn things around. That is a message for us this morning. Jesus can turn things around. Let us present them to him. Let us present whatever situation we find ourselves in, whatever hopeless situation it is, whatever it is, Jesus can reverse the situation. And make time to adore him in the Eucharist. Present your situation to him in the Eucharist. He is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Mary said, whatever he tells us to do, we should do. And so the church has learned. And Jesus gave the instruction, do this in memory of me. Do this. And that is precisely what the church is doing. We celebrate the Eucharist daily. Friends, we are obedient to Christ and his teachings. Do this in memory of me. Proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. We must evangelize. We must talk about Jesus until he comes. We must proclaim the word until he comes. Friends, that is what we are called to do. May God grant us the faith of the centurion. May God give us the faith of St. Paul and the apostles that we will venerate, we will adore and honor and, uh, and worship Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, that we will have a deeper understanding of the teachings of the church and the teachings of the scriptures for that matter. Because of time, we can't go far. But you know, in Luke 24, the journey to Emmaus, the disciples recognized Jesus at the breaking of the bread. 
So what happens is that at every mass, when we receive communion, when we receive Jesus, or when we see Jesus at mass, our eyes are supposed to open. Our eyes of faith, our physical eyes, there's supposed to be a transformation, a change anytime we encounter Jesus in the Eucharist. There must be a change. The mountains must, must melt, Psalm 97, before the Lord. There must be a transformation, just as there was that transformation in the life of the servant of the centurion. Friends, let us be bold and walk in faith and present every situation we have to Jesus. He cares. He cares. And he is alive. Jesus is alive. Do this in memory of me. Do this in memory of me. Proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. We pray for this grace in this mass. Remain blessed and remember that dying situation will bounce back to life as we present it to Jesus. Healings will take place. Deliverance will take place. Recovery will take place. Restoration will take place as we move for communion. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. And remember, this happens every Mass, every Mass, every Mass.